Today, we are looking at the story of when Jesus sent the 12 disciples out on a training mission, one that helped equip them for their full-time ministry that would begin when Jesus returned to heaven. In the story, we see three key principles for our own life, as well as the continuing story of the ministry of Jesus here on earth. Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. That's right, everybody. We are back in the Sunday Sermon Series. Today, our text is going to be out of Mark chapter 6, verse 7 through 13. I'll read it to you. It says, And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you, and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. And so the story today is stage four out of five in the preparation and training of the apostles of Jesus. Now, we've already seen the first three stages in the book of Mark as we've gone through. The first stage was the heart calling of the apostles as they began to become interested in Jesus and possibly believe that he was the Son of God. Now, we know that this was initiated by the Holy Spirit as God drew them to his Son before they even knew who Jesus was. If you've ever wondered why the disciples left what they had and were so willing to follow Jesus, it was that initial calling of the Holy Spirit as they started to recognize the power of Jesus. That was phase one of their preparation. Phase two was the direct calling from Jesus himself. You see, when Jesus gave them their permanent commission to follow him, they responded with obedience. That was phase two of their preparation for ministry. The third phase we see was they moved from students to preachers of the gospel, and Jesus gave them opportunities to wield the power of God and handle the truth of the gospel under his supervision. So they cast out demons, they healed the sick while they were with Jesus. And this step we see in today's story is step four in the training of the apostles, and it is the sending of the 12 apostles to evangelize the surrounding areas in groups of two apart from the oversight of Jesus. Now, there will be a fifth step in their preparation that happens later in the book of Mark when Jesus returns to heaven, but that's a story for another day. You'll just have to stay tuned to see what that is. But in our text today, we see three major principles that the disciples are instructed to follow that are applicable to anyone who would spread the gospel. And hint, hint, that doesn't apply just to preachers. In fact, it applies to anyone who is a follower of Christ, since we are all given the same great commission 
to go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey his commandments. If we do that, the Lord will be with us always. Therefore, the principles that we see in the training of the disciples are principles that we can apply to our lives as well. And the first principle that I want us to see is that they were to proclaim salvation to the lost. It says in verse 12 that they told everyone they met to repent of their sins. They proclaimed that people should repent everywhere that they went. Now, what does it take to be saved? Well, the short answer is faith in Jesus. What happens when you have faith in Jesus? Well, the outcome of that is that you repent of your sins and you follow him. So the disciples were sent to tell the world that they needed to follow Jesus. And so are you and I. The second principle we see is that they were to demonstrate compassion as they went. You see, Jesus could have proved his power any way that he wanted, but he did it mostly by healing people and casting out demons. And in their time when medicine was virtually non-existent and demons ran around causing chaos constantly and openly in a way that perhaps in America we're not used to seeing, Jesus performed miracles out of compassion for the people who would follow him and even for those who would choose not to follow him. In the same way, Jesus called his disciples to show compassion for the people under their care. It says in verse 7 that Jesus gave them power over evil spirits. Now, the keen observer will notice that there is no mention of power over sickness given to them. Yet in verse 13, we see that they healed people as well as cast out demons. So how, then, can this be? Well, the answer is pretty simple, actually. It's that if you have power over demons then you also have power over sickness. You see, a demon is a much stronger adversary or enemy than sickness is because demons fight back. Sickness is just there and it's passive and it doesn't actively challenge the power of God. And so if they could cast out demons by the power of God, then they could also logically heal by the power of God. And so this compassion is a principle of a good leader. You see, good leaders care about the people that they lead. In fact, true leadership is not about what I can get out of the situation. It's about what I can offer others to help them succeed. You know, my goal as the host of the Venture Tabernacle podcast is to see you be successful. Of course, spiritually and following Jesus first and foremost, but also in every area of life, from your job to your relationships to your family and your friends. I would love nothing more than to see every one of you be successful for God and in your life. And I say that because I care about you. That's why we do this podcast. And if you're going to lead others in any capacity, the way that Jesus has called us to do that is with compassion and love for them, seeking not what you can benefit from a situation, but how you can benefit others. That is leadership. The third principle that we see is that we should live dependently on God. We should constantly depend on Him to provide in every area of our lives. The disciples were instructed not to bring any food, no bag, no money, no extra clothing. They were to bring only the clothes on their back, sandals, and a walking stick into hostile and unknown territory full of people who did not follow the Lord. 
And if you ever watch the documentaries of people who explored unknown lands in Africa or South America, you'll notice there's a common theme is that they always have tons and tons of gear. Gear for every obstacle that might come up. They have rain gear, they have tents, weapons, survival gear, vehicles, electronics, communications devices. But Jesus told his disciples that you need none of that. And as an exercise of faith, he told them to go with little so that they could depend on God to provide for their needs. See, the disciples, they learned their lesson in this training mission because when Jesus asked them later in the story if they lacked anything on their journey, they said, no, we lacked nothing at all. And we see that side of the story in Luke chapter 22, verse 35. And the principle here is not that we should never prepare for things. That's not what he's saying. But if you read Luke chapter 22, as Jesus sends the disciples out again and tells them to prepare and bring what they need for the journey. But the principle here is that during times in your life, you will need to rely on God to provide what you need, whether that be financial, relational, spiritual, emotional, or any other category you can imagine. There will be times when God has to fill the gap. And in those times, we are called to trust the divine providence of God. And that means that we trust him with the promise that he will provide what is necessary for our lives in service to him. Not always what is wanted, but what is needed. Trust in the Lord, especially when things are tough in your life. And as we get ready to wrap up this story, there's one more thing that I'll leave you with. Maybe we'll call it a, a bonus principle outside of the three. And it's that Jesus told the disciples to dust their feet off when someone would not receive them. So too, should we focus our efforts to spread the gospel where it is best received. Now that doesn't mean that if we invite our friend to church once and they say no, that we write them off as a lost cause. It doesn't mean that we don't reach out to harder to enter communities, but what it does mean is that we should use our better judgment and understand when our time is being wasted by Satan that could be used to reach others for Christ. You know, just as Matthew 7, 6 says, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. We are called to remember that not everyone will accept the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, it is God's will that none should perish, but that decision ultimately lies with the individual. And we saw a few weeks ago now that the condition of the heart is what really matters. If someone's heart is not ready, there's no amount of wise talk or reasoning or logic or pleading that will change their heart. Only God can do that. And may we pray that God would soften the hearts of those that he will put in our paths so that we can minister to them effectively just as the disciples did. And I'll tell you, if you're listening today and you're not sure if you believe in the miracles that we talk about each week, let me tell you, the miracles we've seen in the book of Mark, they are real historical accounts. The man, Jesus, in the stories was a real man. It's not a fable. He's not a story. He's a man of history, and he really is the Son of God worth giving your life to. That marks the end of this episode of the Venture Tabernacle podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again, same place, same time, next week.